Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and thanks for downloading and subscribing. This is That Nerd Dad Podcast and I am That Nerd Dad, Joe Williamson. How are you? We got a guest today. Um, I really need to make that like an official theme song. Maybe just sing it out um, because we got a guest. The guest today is Sandy Zimmerman. You may know or recognize her from American Ninja Warrior. She's a kind of a star on that program, and uh, she's the first mom to ever hit a buzzer. She's also an independent, inspirational guest speaker. Gives TED talks. And uh, we have just the best conversation. So this is that conversation, and it starts now. My guest this week is American Ninja Warrior and mom, Sandy Zimmerman. Sandy, thank you so much for agreeing to join me. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Um, so I want to start with, uh, your bio for maybe those who are unfamiliar with you. And I, I stole this from your website, uh, and allow me for, to, to read for you. Cause it'd be weird to put you to work right away. Sandy <laughs> Zimmerman has been overcoming obstacles and barriers her entire life. Despite an upbringing filled with poverty, abuse, time in foster care, countless injuries, and tons of failure. She has completely defied the odds. Sandy's excited to share the lessons she has learned in science-proven tools she has acquired along the way to help others discover hope, overcome obstacles, and achieve big dreams of their own. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because, you know, being on the show, everyone gets to see, you know, the buzzers and the success and all of that good stuff, but... Um, a huge part that I'm actually most proud of. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love hitting buzzers. It is a blast. Um, but the journey that it's taken to get me to where I'm at today is something I am really proud of. Um, and, you know, my three kids, that is a whole nother level of proud that, you know, I've been able to change my family tree. So as incredible as all of the accomplishments that I've had in life, uh, when I look at my three kids, that that is my biggest trophy and my biggest win and my biggest success for sure is that uh, my three kids are loved, cared for, and safe every single day. <laughs> so I, I, I was doing a little, you know, let's call it research and not creeping on your Instagram page. <laughs> Um, you've been with your husband 25 years, correct? Yes. Yep. See, I yeah. paid attention. I actually read. Nice. Um, <laughs> I often get it wrong. That's one of the funny jokes on the show is during one of the, uh, specials, you know, they had asked me, how long have you been married? And I actually said the wrong number. So I have never been able to live that down. So anytime someone asks me, I'm always like, I hope I say the right number. I hope I'm pretty sure that we just celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary. So. So hope I'm right. Don't hold me to it. Look, I'm I, I've been with my wife uh, since high school, and I'm the same way. I kind of like I don't know twenty some odd years. It's yes. in that neighborhood. 
And do you count the the dating anniversary? Do you count the wedding anniversary? Do you like what do you count? So I'm with exactly. you. Um, but you said to change your family tree. What does that mean to you? Uh, well, like I said earlier, that definitely is the thing I'm most proud of. Um, I look at my kids and I just that they they don't have you know the baggage and the scars and the triggers that I have and that I've had to work really hard in therapy to work through. You know, I grew up in this um, family that was, if I said dysfunctional, would be an understatement. But um, if you're familiar with the uh, Chad child uh, adverse child experiences, I am a ten and we good. But um, to be able to create this whole new life and um, where my kids don't have those challenges and those struggles that I've had. And I just get to see them be so loved every day and cared for and that feeling of safety. Um, it is by far what I'm most proud of. Absolutely. It's hard to say something stupid after that. That was so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> it was so sweet. Um, your kids, um, from what I can gather, are a little bit older. Um, they must have some idea that mom's a bit of a celebrity. Mom's <laughs> a bit of a bigwig um, around the around around the neighborhood. Uh, do they do they get that? Do they get that? Um, an in, American Ninja Warrior has changed the direction of your of your lives. Yeah, you know, I have. have so if any of you out there have teenagers, you know, teenagers are hard to impress. <laughs> you know, they they are a hard crowd. Uh, but my youngest uh, is in middle school now. He's in seventh grade and he's 12. And then I have a daughter who is in ninth grade. And then my oldest son is a senior this year. And so I think it is one of those where they do get a lot of laughs out of times where we'll be out in public and they'll hear people whispering on that's Sandy Zimmerman that's Sandy that's that ninja mom and so I think they get a kick out of those moments that we have or if someone comes up and asks to take a picture or get an autograph uh, but teenagers are hard to <laughs> impress so I don't know I could I could hit a million buzzers I could you know do incredible things and um, I think they still just see me as mom a lot of times and most of the time this particular season of American Ninja Warrior I've noticed it's got to be the youngest cast. It's like, oh, geez. it's like this one weren't learned to walk five months ago and now he's competing. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Are there any, uh, your husband was competed on Ninja Warrior. Are there any of the, any of the, the toddlers in your household <laughs> competing? Are they getting ready? Oh man. Well, that is a new thing on the show. Yeah. And <laughs> man, oh man, there were so many times where, I was either thinking, first of all, I'm old enough to be your mother, or I am double or triple your age. So there have been a lot of moments like that. But I don't know. I guess it's one of those. Sometimes there's a part that is really valuable, though, in wisdom and in life experience. So I've grabbed onto those things that are my strengths. And, you know, it's just, you're, you are, you're competing against kids that have grown up doing this, where they don't have any of it, where I really have to think about it. It's not something that I grew up doing. It's an added challenge. 
but it's also pretty entertaining and pretty fun when uh, when you can get one of these young kids and 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 catch one of them. <laughs> but my all three of my kids, um, you know, they started doing ninja at a younger age. So I started. Gosh, it's been almost eight years now, which is hard to believe. And so my kids are kind of the kids that have that generation that has grown up doing it. And last, I would say year. I have officially become the fourth best ninja in my household. <laughs> so wow. I still got a leg up on my husband, Charlie. In fact, about two weeks ago, we did uh, just an in-house comp here in the backyard with some of our local ninjas. And I thought, you know, we have no rules in an in-house competition. And so I put- That sounds dangerous. <laughs> I, put, I put all the Zimmermans in our own bracket, you know? So most of the kids, you know, I'd have- bracket, intermediate, beginner, mini. And I thought, you know, what would be kind of fun is since there's no rules, let's just make a Zimmerman bracket. So I put the five of us in our own bracket. We did our course runs and our oldest son, Brett, came out on top as number one. And then Lindsay, our daughter, got second and our youngest son got third. I got fourth. So I wasn't in last place. And Charlie ended up getting fifth. So we know now where we rank in the order of things for the it did long to pass me up. I still have them on a few things, uh, but it's been fun and um, humbling to get passed up by your own kids. <laughs> Passing up the torch. As yes. it were. Um, I have a question that I did not prepare, just kind of popped into my head because it's something that I run into a lot. I have a seven year old I was telling you who is uh, like obsessed with American Ninja Warrior. Mm -hmm. And when I go places and they say, oh, what does your son like to do? I say, he likes to do ninja stuff. But it's like, <laughs> I, I'm like, I try not to make it sound like martial arts. I'm yeah, like, do they go like, like this? Yeah, it's like <laughs> parkour, but gymnastics? How would you describe it to someone who doesn't know what American Ninja Warrior is? People are often, yes, thrown by that. And what they what they picture is someone karate chopping yes. or they, they picture a headband and nunchucks. So it is really funny when I mention Ninja Warrior. I usually, that's usually what I get if someone hasn't watched the show. So if possible, especially if I'm presenting at a place, I try to show a couple pictures or a little clip before I start beforehand because there are people out there, believe it or not, that have not watched American Ninja Warrior. So I try to give a visual because it is really difficult to describe. But most of the time my go-to is if I have that, is I just say, I fly through the air and I do crazy stuff. <laughs> it's a, it's a, because it, it's not, it's like a new sport too, right? It's like, I mean, it's been around forever. It's playing on a playground, but the, um, the formalization of it is a relatively new thing. Um, and I, I have the, every time, what's your kid into? Uh, do you watch American Ninja Warrior? And they're like, <laughs> yes. they say no. I'm like, this is going to be hard to describe. <laughs> it's going to be, <laughs> you're not going to get this. Yeah. Um, well, one really exciting thing happening in this sport right now, though, is there are actually several different ninja leagues uh, that have formed. And so you can compete all over the place and there's actually a world championship i competed in florida um, this last uh, end of july so it's becoming and what was so exciting is on that stage they have actually um they're working to introduce it as an olympic sport they almost got it for this upcoming olympic 
but now they quite they didn't quite get everything there's so much you have to put together yeah. to make that happen but it's in the works so you keep having that people are going to know what ninja warrior is it is it's just on the verge of becoming this household thing that people will know and recognize and remember uh the format's a little different than the show because the show you know that's that's for entertainment this whole like you know you fall you're out type of thing it is it is exciting and it's great tv but not so great as an actual sport i mean it'd be like playing a basketball game where we throw the tip up and we go okay first team to score wins or first team that misses a shot lose you know loses and so to make it more like an actual sport, there's a little, it's a little different than the show, but it is a really exciting time actually for Ninja right now. For kids that have really grown up doing it that are at an elite level, I mean, there are people training like Olympic athletes for this sport. And it is phenomenal what they can do. And so it's time, it is actually coming. I got to be on the World Cup course and it was such a thrill. In fact, I, I finished all three of my runs, which I'm really proud about. Um, but it is an incredible, incredible course. And I can't wait for the world to see it. Now, I'm now I'm so curious about the idea of the Olympic sport. Is it a is it you're competing against someone or is it like a judged thing where they're like, ah, finger grab wasn't perfect on that one? <laughs> Well, uh, for someone like me who tends to grunt their way through everything, <laughs> nothing is done clean. I flop, I drop. I mean, it is just, you know, pure just trying to get to the next platform. So luckily for people like me, it is not on style. <laughs> um, but it is uh, the format they're introducing. It's a side-by-side -side course. It's a predetermined course. So people will know what the course is. It's iconic stuff, though, that people have seen on the the show and inside so usually what they um, do is you would have your first run and that would be for seating so you're running and it's really you against the clock you're trying to get your best time possible because that will determine your seating so think of it like March Madness say you've got 16 athletes that have qualified for the Olympics well based on your first time your trial your your run that will be your seating round so then whoever got the fastest will be the number one seed whoever and that's how you determine your matchup. So one goes against 16, two against 15, and so on. And it's just such an exciting format uh, to watch. I mean, I think people are going to love it. And um, it's different than the show, but it is a blast. And you're going to see iconic obstacles that you would see on the show too. So it's got a little bit of that, but it's a racing side by side. So there won't be like a Ninja Turtle obstacle? <laughs> no, they're not going to do any promos for any movies. No minions? <laughs> <laughs> no minions nothing else <laughs> it's fun it's yeah, fun it um, is and that's what that's part of the appeal of the show is it's fun it, it's yeah. also um watching someone do it's just like watching you know i'm a big basketball guy i know you're gonzaga um mm -hmm. it's like watching a professional athlete and you kind of get caught up in like i could never do that and there's a bit of envy and there's a bit of an awe and there's you know <laughs> that's why you watch it um and the the side by side I noticed on the show this year has been a lot more prevalent, a lot more racing, um, and I it's because there's dr there's drama built into mm -hmm. it. So I'm sure at a at a super elite level, an Olympian level, sign me up all day. <laughs> I'll watch that. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, you know the difference though in the show and and the Olympic format is that people are going to know what the obstacles are. They're going to be able to train on those obstacles. So then it becomes a matter of just how fast can you possibly do this? How efficient 
efficient can you be? End up being, you know, less than a second that de that decides first, second, and third place. I mean, it is just going to be insane. So it's not going to be quite like the show where, you know, it's really hard to finish a course on the show. And what a lot of people don't know is that we never get to touch the obstacles. We don't know what they are. We go in, they do one demo of it, just so we know the rules on, hey, you're trying to get from here to here. Here's what a finish would be like. Here are the rules. Um, and then also what people don't know is we film in the middle. It is often so cold and you're having to say three o'clock in the morning, be at an elite Olympic level. So thankfully um, with the Olympics, it is not going to have those kind of obstacles. People don't realize that, that we are trying to function, you know, two, three o'clock in the morning at an elite level on obstacles we've never touched. So there's a lot of elements to this that people don't realize that make it even more challenging than just the obstacles themselves. I can't change a diaper at 3 a.m. How are you doing that? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Sometimes I will change a diaper and then the next day I'll say to my wife, did I help? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I helped quite a bit. And I'm like, don't remember it. I slept through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, yep. So how do you, how do you unwind? And, and I ask that because most people, when they might say, oh, I unwind by going to the gym. That's not what you do. Clearly yeah. you have to sit around to eat a bag of Doritos, right? Like, what do you do to unwind? <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, it's funny because I um, actually my therapist was telling me, she said, you know, really make sure you're doing things that kind of fill you back up, that rejuvenate you. And I and I, when I told her, I said, well, you know, the thing that really rejuvenates me is I love taking the dogs and going for runs up in the mountains. And she had it was like all she could do to not just laugh out loud at my answer. <laughs> you know, I can gosh, Sandy running up a really steep mountain is not relaxing for most people. You know, I think she was expecting me to say something about, you know, reading a book or putting my feet up and taking a nap or watching a movie or something like that. But I will say getting out in nature and being out in the quiet. And for me, the pounding of my heart is really relaxing. So I actually run. But I know uh, what most people think. And I will, along the lines of what you were mentioning, I love a good bowl of ice cream. I will take that. So a lot of times it's like I get done with the hard training. We're going so hardcore. We're watching what we eat. And um, I love a good steak or a bowl of ice cream what's, <laughs> afterwards. What's the flavor for ice cream? What's your preference? Well, one of my favorite, and you know, if someone from Tillamook is listening, I would love to, to have answer, but I love Tillamook's chocolate peanut butter ice cream. If you've had it, I mean, I can't even have it in the house. That's how much I love that. Cause I know I will go through the whole tub because I don't want the kids to eat it before I have a chance to have some. My wife is allergic to peanuts. I had to oh. give up peanuts. Oh, uh, so the only sorry. time I get to enjoy them is when she's like, I'm going to go away for a week with my girlfriends. And I'm like, okay, cool. I get to eat Snickers for two days. Uh, <laughs> but it sounds delicious. Well, there's another thing to add to your list. Next time your wife goes away for a few days, go get yourself a, a box of the Tillamook chocolate peanut butter ice cream. <laughs> I got to be honest. I'm in Canada. I'm in Toronto, Ontario. What is Tillamook? What is that? Oh. That is a really Do a little commercial well for them. What is it? What is, what is Tillamook? I can't believe that you don't have Tillamook up there. It's uh, yeah, Ben and Jerry's. 
had an order. They make other products too, but they're really known for all their dairy products. And okay. their ice cream is whew, off the charts. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I guess on the flip side of that, how do you stay fit for this? Um, because it's, I mean, it's got to be hard on you in, in some regards. It sounds like it might just be part of your DNA. But when you are known for being an athletic person, you've been an athletic person your whole life, right? From judo champ to ninja warrior to professional speaker, the whole nine yards now, um, you know, it's part of your brand is that you are a fit individual. How do you, how do you maintain? Yeah, I think, you know, being activity has always been such a huge part of my life. I think for me, especially like, you know, I even look back at the roots growing up, um, you know, sports were such a huge part of my life, even as a, you know, whether it was um, in judo and the relationships that I built there and the lessons that I learned in grit and perseverance, um, you know, and then going on to team sports and really getting into volleyball and basketball. I played softball. I mean, I did it all. And for me, it was just such an escape as well from the craziness of my home life. And so for me, that was a big part part of it is that it's part of my life. It's been my happy place. Uh, it's been where I've had community. It's been where I've had connection. And so it's always been a part of my life. And I think it just always has been. And it's just even continued today. I have this incredible community around me that, you know, we show up for each other when uh, we need each other. We cheer each other on and celebrate the good times as well. And um, so for me, it's just, I think it's been such a huge part of my life forever. Um, you know, I always think, it's, it's really been almost like a therapy for me. And um, I think it will always just be a part of who I am. I know there are times if I don't get a workout, uh, my my poor husband will let me know that I need to go work out because I get really grumpy. You know, it's like those, I always think of it's like those those dogs that, that pull the sleds. You know, that is what they do and their bodies are used to. And when they don't do it, they don't behave well. So, so I think uh, it is also exercising for this, for the sake of all the people too. <laughs> now, now I'm curious. Do you have a lazy kid? Do you have a kid? Because I'm guessing that if that's your lifestyle, a certain amount of it spills over to the kids. It sounds like everyone's kind of involved in Ninja. Mm -hmm. But is there one that you're kind of like, eh, I got I to gotta poke him with a cattle prod to get him off the couch? <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the only one in my family, honestly, that I'm kind of shocked at is uh, the cattle prod would have to be my husband, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> there are times when like well even today he's he says you know my goal is is really i need to consistently work out and i'm like what i said you don't and um he goes not really i'm like what he goes i'm really gonna make it a goal to work out like three times a week for 30 minutes and my mind even today was blown i thought you don't work out every day and you're gonna go three you know your goal is three days a week for Minute. I would I would say that it'd have to be Charlie. The rest of us have, you know, we love Ninja. We do that a lot. We we all the boys love baseball and basketball. My daughter's into volleyball and basketball on top of this. And so I think the rest of us it is been such a big part of our lives and we and a lot of joy that we get from it. So if I had anyone, I think it'd have to be Charlie that would need a little push. The guy who competed in I'm gonna I think I remember reading season 10. 
of American Ninja Warrior. I mean, that's the thing that's crazy. He is, Amer- is the lazy one. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's funny is he has stayed such a healthy weight, and so he's strong for his size. Uh, but that that I won't I won't lie. I was a little shocked even this morning when he said my goal is to work out three times a week. I was like, I didn't know you weren't doing that <laughs> because he looks really fit. He he does he does do things, and I you know I guess it's a matter of what we consider working out. And that was the other, I guess ours, when we think of working out is like at a, at a high intensity level than most people where people are like, I went for a walk today. I totally worked out. I'm like, that's not a workout to, to us. Yeah. I went up and down the stairs more than once. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's hilarious. Cause I'm like thinking, I'm like, I, I would, I don't know how to talk to you outside of this environment because I don't think we'd have anything in common. <laughs> I just, I don't think we would. Um, I want to get you out of here on this. On your website, it kind of uh, mentions that a book may be coming or in the works. Is that is that accurate? Yes. So how this whole thing with the book started, well, actually, I think it started a long, long time ago in college. Um, I remember hearing this voice just say, like, Sandy, share your story. And at that point in my life, I just immediately shut that voice up. I thought there is no way it's sad. I th- thought people would think less of me, people would run. And that was just where I was at with my story. And um, I have had so much growth, especially in the last eight years doing American Ninja Warrior and realizing that um, my story is, it is sad, but it has a happy ending. And that people could really learn a lot from my stories and how I have gotten through so much of the uh, heartache, challenges, struggles that I have had in life and really gone on. And so I've had this gut feeling for, gosh, over 20 years that I needed to share my story. And here was the problem, though. I had had this nudge also um, to write a book. And here's the problem. I really struggled in school with reading and writing, but luckily I had a lot of teachers that were really patient that would work with me one-on-one. And, you know, I went on to graduate from Gonzaga, which is a really difficult school to graduate from and Onsters. But all of that grit that I developed through my upbringing um, has really helped me overcome my challenges with reading and writing. So the thought that someone like me could write a book was just like not even on my radar. And so I actually found someone that I met through Ninja and he was going to be my ghostwriter. And so we started this whole process. I would share stories and he would, you know, write it. And then after one of my talks, I had a really good friend there named Ella. I I gave a, a speech. It was just one of those times where I'm like, wow, like I hit that out of the park. People were laughing, people were crying. I think there was a lot of lessons to be learned from the stories that I shared at that particular speech. And when I came down off that podium, my friend Ala came over to me and she'd asked me, you know, Sandy, do you write your talks? And I said, yeah, yeah. And she goes, oh my gosh, she goes, do not underestimate yourself. Just kept thinking about her words of like, do not underestimate yourself. And when I went home later that night, I just felt this nudge of like, Sandy, you're already writing your book. And I thought, what in the world? No, I'm not. I haven't done anything. I've got a ghostwriter. And then the second part was, it's in your talks. And so what I have decided to do is transition from having someone ghostwrite it because I really want it to be in my words. And they won't be perfect. It'll be messy. And I won't 
proper English, but I want that to be in my words. And so what I've decided is I'm going to take the talks that I have and those are going to become my book. And so my ghostwriter has now become my editor. So it will at least be cleaned up a little bit, but I'm really excited about that process and, and just really crafting my stories and putting that in a book and putting that out there to have impact on lives. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm like speechless. Um, <laughs> and I, I, you know, what's funny is when you, I, when I do this sort of thing and I, I, I try to book a guest, um, in my mind, I already have an idea of where I think the conversation is going to go. Mm -hmm. Um, but your, your honesty, um, and your, your forthrightness with regards to, uh, mental health mm -hmm. and, and cause I'm a big proponent. I talk about my therapy sessions on my show on a regular basis and, um, you know, the, the battles that I've dealt with as well. And, um, it's, it's super refreshing um, you know, the word inspiring gets thrown around a lot, I'm mm -hmm. sure, but it, it's meaningful. And, and I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of close on this. I think I, I'm a big believer that people can smell authenticity. They can, mm -hmm. they can smell it. They can feel it in their veins. They don't know what it is, but they know it's there. Um, and people are drawn to that energy, whatever you want to call it. Cause I'm not a religious guy, but whatever you want to call it, people are drawn to that energy. Um, and, and it just oozes out of you. Uh, Sandy. So um, thank, you. thank you so much for your time today. I, I greatly appreciate it. I look forward to the book. I can't, I will absolutely pick up a copy of that. Um, and uh, just a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time today. Yeah. Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. That is like one of the best compliments I think you could get. And um, I guess it's just so refreshing to me to, to have lived for, it just has taken me too long to get here where I lived with all these walls and I lived so and this journey, especially the last eight years, some crazy way American Ninja Warrior has allowed me to let down my walls and has allowed me to be free and has allowed me to be comfortable in my own skin and know that, yes, I've been through a lot of tough things in life, um, but to just show up as me and to see the response from people has been incredible. And it just has been such a load lifted off my back. Um, and I just have appreciated it. And it's been an incredible I just appreciate you having me on the show as well. Again, I'm not a religious guy, but God gave you those strong shoulders for a reason. <laughs> you can carry it. <laughs> Thank you. My thanks again to Sandy Zimmerman for her time. Um, you, you could feel it, couldn't you? You could feel it in that call, in that conversation. There was something there. Um, just the type of personality that people are drawn to. And if you weren't a Sandy Zimmerman fan beforehand, I'll bet you are now. I'll bet you are now. And if you're not a fan of American Ninja Warrior, I bet you check it out because it's pretty awesome. Um, my again, thanks to her. Thanks for uh, being a good sport and having some fun along the way. Uh, thanks to you, the listener, the viewer, the downloader, the subscriber. Um, none of this happens without you. I mean, it happens but it's far less enjoyable because I'd just be talking to myself. I'd be a crazy guy in the corner. Um, can you say crazy guy in the corner anymore? Was that just accidentally offensive? Meh, regardless. Um, you know how it goes at this point of the show. I ramble a little bit and then I say, tell a friend, tell an enemy, yada, yada, yada. Um, and that's where we are. We'll see who my guest will be next week. It'll be somebody fantastic though. 
Might be hard to talk top Sandy Zimmerman, though. She also has that type of name where you feel like you need to say it, the whole thing. Sandy Zimmerman. I feel weird calling her Sandy. Or Miss Zimmerman. But Sandy Zimmerman. It's a great name. Be well, be safe, and... Thanks for listening. Damn. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.